So today I wanted to talk to you about the power of community, about the power of being there for each other, to help each other through, about how we get by with a little help, with a lot of help from everybody. Albert Einstein said, from the standpoint of daily life, there is one thing that we do know. We are here for the sake of each other. We are here for the sake of each other. I believe that. Brene Brown says spirituality, this is her definition of spirituality that she came to after doing years of research. Spirituality is recognizing and celebrating that we are all inextricably connected to each other by a power greater than all of us and that our connection to that power and to one another is grounded in love and compassion. That we're all connected and that that very connection is grounded in love and in compassion. And here's her definition of belonging from her book, Braving the Wilderness, where she did about two and a half years of research and interviewed 10,000 people to find out, to come to this definition of belonging. Belonging is the innate human desire to be a part of something larger than us. Because this yearning is so primal, we often try to acquire it by fitting in and by seeking approval, which are not only hollow substitutes for belonging, but are barriers to it. Because true belonging only happens when we present our authentic, imperfect selves to the world. Our sense of belonging can never be greater than our level of self-acceptance. Wow. So, I don't know about you, but in my lifetime, I've gone to great extents to try to belong. And the more we twist ourselves into what we think others want us to be so that we can belong, the less, no matter what the outer signs of belonging look like, the less we believe we really belong because we feel like we're being fake, which we are. So until your absolute real self belongs, you never belong, no matter how popular you are, no matter how many people vote for you. Inside, we never feel like we belong until we have taken the risk of coming forward as our authentic selves. And so that is what true community, I believe, does for us. It gives us a place to be safe, to be our absolutely true and authentic selves, even the ugly parts. Even the ugly parts. Because guess what? Your ugly part, your ugliest part, ain't any uglier than my ugliest part. And your most beautiful part isn't any more beautiful than my most beautiful part. We all contain the all possibility within each of us. And we all contain the all possibility of God within each of us, even as we experience this spiritual life as humans on a very earthy planet. So it is my goal always for this community, not just this room or this sanctuary, but this community of love to be a safe place for anyone to come and be the truth of who they are. And if we believe, Brene Brown, 
then knowing ourselves is the first step to belonging to others. First, you have to know who you are. And that's a hard question to ask at times. Anybody ever been afraid to ask exactly who am I because you were afraid of the answer? Okay, here's the thing. Let me just relieve your mind. The answer is you are the expression of love in the world. You are God living itself, God's self into the world. Not I am God over everybody else, but I live, but God lives God's life through me and you and this earth and everything and everyone. I never have to be separate from God, only when I think I am. I create the separation. And so all that is beautiful is a potential in me waiting to express. All that is beautiful and wonderful and holy is a potential in you waiting to express. Guess what? You can express it at any time. And humans are not made to be alone. We just weren't. We figured that out real quick. I'm sure when we, when we figured out that we could not, that no human could take down a woolly mammoth for food, but a whole bunch of humans working together could, and then they could feed each other. That it is difficult to protect yourself as one person, but when a whole group of people come together, there is protection in numbers. Have you ever seen the, the, the documentary about the imperial penguins and how they huddle in this group and they keep the ones with young on the inside of the group so that they stay the warmest? But then they also, they switch out. So once, people are, once they're good and warm, they go to the outside and they let the cold ones come to the center and they're constantly switching so that everyone gets the benefit of staying warm. Ideally... That's who we should be as humans. We fall short of it a lot, but we have that potential and we can do it in small ways and in large ways together. Not only can we do it, but I believe it's our duty and our destiny to do it, to do just that. So we, um, there's an old saw that says when you share a trouble, it gets cut in half. And when you share a joy, it gets doubled. So share your pain with another person and they can take it on with you and relieve some of the pain for even just a moment. Share your joy with another, you got twice the celebration going on. And we are so afraid to share our pain because we're afraid it says something about us or that people will run away. I remember a time in my life when I was so low that I told, I, I, it took me, it took all the courage I had to tell a, a person that had been a good friend to me for over 10 years at the time. Because I kept saying, I'm fine, I'm fine. And he said, you know, Melinda, you're not fine. You're not fine. And I'm safe. If you want to talk, I'm not going to make you, but if you want to talk, you can. And finally, I said, at this point in my life, I'm afraid to make eye contact with people because I'm afraid they will see how deeply needy I am and head for the hills. That was how I felt. I 
felt so alone that I was afraid to even let anybody know how alone I was because they would go, whoa, can't deal with that. And all he said is, I hear you. I know. I see that in you. And here I am. And here I am. Wow. That gift to me is one that I've carried in my heart since that time. I was in my early 20s at the time. And I have carried that gift in my heart. And I ask God every day, may I give that gift to someone else? May I give that gift to someone else? May I be that safe, that listening, that attentive, that I can do that for someone? Because if I do it for one person, I've changed a whole world. He changed a whole world in me and helps me be on my way to who I am today. In Ecclesiastes, the prophet says, two are better than one because they have good return for their labor. And if either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? That's wisdom, y'all. That is wisdom. So we are here with each other and for each other. We are here. We are connected for our mutual aid and help. You lift me up when I'm down. I lift you up when you're down. Have you ever felt how hard it is to lift your own self up? have that expression just lift yourself up by your bootstraps well guess what <laughs> I don't get very far when I'm lifting myself up by my bootstraps I've tried it your boots get on real tight but that's about it so we have that we celebrate our triumphs and we share our pain and to share someone's pain to simply listen is one of the greatest gifts that we can give another. Sometimes we feel like I'm not doing anything at all. All I'm doing is sitting and listening to you. Guess what? Allowing someone to say what they need to say or to cry in your presence or to simply sit and be silent and allow them to feel what they feel while knowing someone is nearby is one of the greatest gifts that we can give another human being. Sometimes we end up not giving that gift because we're trying so hard to do something. I feel like I want to do something to help. Well, that is doing something. Being present is doing something, and that is creating community. All it takes is two to create community. So we double our triumphs when we celebrate them, our joys, and we, um, we share our pain. And as I have made reference to in the past this is how my marriage works i he gets to be mr sunshine and then i get to be mrs rain <laughs> so he gets to see everything it's all gonna be fine it's good and i'm like oh but you know this could happen and this could happen and this could happen and this could happen and this could happen i can go all the way to the apocalypse in five minutes flat but we temper each other that way he says whoa yeah but none of that's actually happened so let's just be where we are. And I say, whoa, slow down, because you don't actually know if that's a cliff or if it's not. So slow down a little bit. And it works. And I have friendships that are like that. We do that for each other simply by being who we are. 
There's no right way to be or wrong way to be. I'm not wrong for being Mrs. Rain. He's not right for being Mr. Sunshine. But boy, are we right when we share that together. That's community. That's how a relationship can work, and that is community. The other thing that community can do is it creates structures for us. A place to go, people to see, a reason to get up, to get in the car, or to turn on your computer and, you know, at least put on a top, if not pants, if you're on Zoom. <laughs> it gives us some structure and a way to be. I'm going to ask how many of you were, um, are volunteering at any of the places that our church is volunteering right now. Raise your hand. At the Resource Center with these kids, with, um, with uh, Meals on Wheels, thank you. Any of those places, okay? How many of you, before doing that with your church community, were doing any of those things? We provide a structure which allows us to go and do something together, which lifts everyone up. It lifts us up as we, as a community, practice what we preach out in the world. It lifts us up as we do something together. It lifts us up as we show up for another and lift them up. And then when they are lifted, they have the power to lift the people in their own communities whom we will never meet whom we will never meet. That's how it works, y'all. That is the power of we versus the power of me, right? The power of we, the power of us. So we create structures, and one of the structures we create is church. So you can come here on Sunday morning, and if you've forgotten how wonderful you are, if you've forgotten this week that you are the very face of God, there are people here who will sing that to you. Is that not amazing? How often does that happen when you go into work? <laughs> Happens for me all the time. <laughs> and I know that some of you go into work and you do have that. They may not say you are the face of God, but by the way you treat each other, by your common humanity, by your seeing each other as real, as true, as humans, not as just that guy at the desk over there. We do that for each other all the time. You do that in the line at the grocery store when you make eye contact with the cashier and ask her or him, how is your day? There's a moment of saying, you are not just a thing that is serving me while I check out my groceries. I see you as a human being and I care. That is a moment of connection, of community. That is a gift that you can give another. And you cannot give that gift without, without also giving it to yourself. Isn't that cool? You cannot lift another up without rising. I don't know how that works, but it does always. And so we create structures in community which make it easier for us to be our true selves which make a, a safe place for us to be our true selves, to allow, as E. Cummings says, someone to see it in us until we can begin to believe it in us, and then we do not have such a need to carry everyone along with us. Because when we know who we are and we step out in the world as who we are, we begin to give permission to others to step out into the world as who they are, their authentic, loving selves. Isn't it cool how this works? 
community. That is the power of community. Another power of community is creativity. I cannot think of all the ways this could happen. And you cannot think of all the ways this could happen. But if all of us are thinking together, we can come up with a myriad of ways that it could happen. We open each other's creativity and we give each other bravery as we step out beyond what our own limited thoughts have been into this community thought of, wow, we could do this. We are small, but together we can do this. We are small, but together we are not small. Creativity, togetherness, when we align our intentions with love and compassion, when we make our space of belonging a loving and compassionate place, then we can bring others into the fold of belonging as we accept them as their authentic selves and create a world of compassion and love and kindness. I do believe this is how the world will be healed. It is the only way, not by somebody saying, I'm bigger than you, and I have a really loving idea, and you're gonna get with the program. <laughs> because I said so, because I have the power, because I got voted the power, because I have the bigger gun, or I'm just bigger than you are, or whatever. That is not ever gonna heal the world. But coming forth and saying, guess what? Love is who I am, and I refuse to be or do or act in any other way. And guess what? You're the same as me. I invite you. I invite you and I make a safe place for you. Bring it in. Give me a hug. Yeah? <sighs> now here's the thing. Community is powerful that way. And it's powerful when it's based on truth and compassion and love. But community is also powerful when it's not based on truth and compassion and love. Okay? This is something we need to remember. Because it's not true connection. You're not making true connection with people. But creating these false belongings can be very dangerous. How many of you have noticed? Have you ever seen that little bumper sticker that says, if you have nothing good to say about someone, come sit next to me. <laughs> right? Come sit next to me. That is a very, if you're standing in the line at the grocery store, an instant way to connect with another person is to start complaining about the length of the line. Or the weather. <laughs> or how incompetent the cashier is, or how the store is always like this, they never hire enough people, right? It's quick connection, but is that true connection? You don't belong to each other. You've come together in a moment that can bring both of you down and no one else up, and you leave feeling not so good, generally. When we get together and gossip, we may feel gleeful, in the moment, but glee is not joy. Joy is always based on compassion and happiness for the other as well as for ourselves. Glee is a momentary fleeting, something that feels good to our human selves and leaves us more hollow and emptier when we leave. And so gleeful is a way that I don't wanna feel. And I have to be careful because guess what? In that um, 
definition of belonging. I'm going to read this to you again. This yearning is so primal to belong that we will try to acquire it by fitting in and seeking approval. Even when fitting in means doing things against our own moral code. Even when seeking approval means seeking approval from people whose approval is not valuable or not in accordance to our values, is not in accordance to love. That is how young men get online or go to a meeting and go into a community and shoot people unlike themselves that don't look like me. We other people. And one of the ways that we connect with some people is to get together and other those other people together. We feel connected. We don't really belong. But we have created something of a community. And in that community is the power of hatred. Now, I believe very firmly that all hatred is a call for love. And in this definition, that's exactly the truth. They've come together because they want to belong. Belonging means love. Belonging means authenticity. And so they're saying, somebody love me. But what they're getting is, somebody just pulled me into your circle so we can all hate something else together. That is never fulfilling. It will never feel good. It will never lead to any place good. But when we other someone, anyone, we are making it more likely that they will find someone to connect with in a not loving way. My thought to myself, my prayer, my prayers and my weeping sessions and my talks with God after the shootings in Buffalo were okay, someone radicalized that boy. He was bored, he wasn't in school, the COVID happened. He, he went to a place online that said, come on in, we welcome you. And they welcomed him with hate and with othering. And here's how you can feel better about yourself. Let's choose a whole group of people that we can put down and that makes us higher. If they had the power to do that, why cannot we have the power to do that in love? To radicalize people to love. To say, you don't have to be better than anybody because you are already as good as all of us. You don't have to be better than anybody because God lives in you. And you can express that when you want to. And it is safe to love because guess what? When you love, you're going to meet love. And here I am to give it to you. Here I am to give it to you. No one ever started a war or sought physical power over another or shot a gun at another or hated another or othered another because they felt real good about themselves. They felt happy and at one at peace with the world. So I know it's a hard exercise to hold someone in your heart with which you strongly disagree of what they think and what they do and how they act in the world and say, you are the face of God. But I'm telling you, that is the only way this world heals. Because that person is crying for love. They may not be saying the words you want. It's a lot easier to love someone who says, please love me, than it is to love someone who says, you are less than me. And I can prove it because I have a weapon or I have a voice. I have a channel. I have a whatever. That's harder. 
But guess what? Those of us who are beginning to understand the truth of who we are, that is our work, that is our task. It's not easy. It's not easy, but it's simple. We love to the degree that we can in every moment that we can. And the thing we can do pretty easily is to start questioning ourselves. Am I really creating a community of belonging by my association with other people? Are we here because we love the same thing? Because we are for the same thing? Are we here because we hate the same thing and we're against the same thing? It may not look that much different in the world, but it's completely different in our hearts, in our spirits. And our hearts and our spirits are who we are and how we live. You cannot hold hatred in your heart and then do good deeds and have it really work. It doesn't work that way. And so those of us who have had even an inkling, even a glimpse of what it is to be love in the world. And guess what? If you are here, then you have. And you will continue to because we are here for each other in that way. If you're online right now, same thing. We prefer to see you face to face so we can give you a real hug. But we're still seeing the face of God in you. You have a place where you can truly belong that is based on love and compassion, and that will strengthen you to go out into the world and love that which seems unlovable, to recognize the unlovable as simply a cry for love, and to know yourself so well to know that the love within you, as long as you are connected, as long as I am connected to God, my source, is inexhaustible. I don't have to use Melinda's little tiny bit of love. I have God's love that I can draw on. And so I can love the unlovable when I use God's love, when I allow God to love through me. And that's my job. That's our job. That's the job of anyone who has the sacred privilege of knowing anything about love. And it is a sacred privilege. A sacred privilege. So one last thing, if you are feeling disconnected at all ever, gratitude is the antidote to that. Start looking at what's good in your life, at who's good in your life, at where the love is rather than focusing on where it isn't. And gratitude will reconnect you to your belonging, to your community, to your power, to the power of God working through you. And then there is no limit to what you can do. And as we come together, there is no limit to what we can do in community. Thank you. Namaste.